Good morning. Today is Monday, December 21st, 2020. What I'd like to share with you this morning is partially based on an essay by Moshe Pava. Last week's Parsha, when Yosef appears before Paro to interpret his dreams and changes the course of his life, changes the course of the history of the Jewish people, changes the course of all of Egypt, Yosef says two things. The first is he interprets the dream to explain that it has to do with seven days of plenty followed by seven years, seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. And then Yosef gives Paro a plan for how to deal with the coming crisis. And Yosef specifically says, before he begins to speak, Vayan Yosef as Paro Lemor, Yosef said to Paro before any interpretation, Biladai, this does not come from me. Elokim yana es shalom paro. It is God's words that I am sharing with you. It's not, doesn't come from me. So the Ramban, Nachmanides, says that when Yosef tells Paro what he is about to say comes from God and not from himself, it applies to both parts of what he says, the interpretation of the dream, as well as the plan to deal with the un- upcoming uh, plenty and famine. If that's the case, then the plan that Yosef shares of how to prepare and how to deal with the upcoming famine, that's part of God's plan. That's what God told him to say. That's what God wanted. There's really nothing for us to discuss. But according to Rashi, only the first part came from God. The interpretation of the dream came from God. But the plan of how to deal with it, that was Yosef's own plan. It was his idea of how to prepare for and deal with the famine. So let's take the second opinion for a moment. And let's discuss Yosef's plan, assuming that it is Yosef's plan, from the point of view of economic theory. Was it a good plan economically? Did it work? Now, in classic economic theory, if everyone in an economy has equal access to information and everyone has total access to information, then theoretically, everyone would make the most economically efficient decisions. But when we look at society, we see that many people do not make the most economically efficient decisions. Just think about the different credit cards that people have. Why do some people have a credit card with a 10% rate and some people have a credit card with a 25% rate? Why in the world does that happen? And many, many examples of that. So it happens for several reasons. One of them is many people do not have access to complete information. Just to give one example, insider trading. If I'm part of a company and I know that something is going to happen that is going to raise the price of the shares of my company, but nobody else knows it, 
and I trade on that information, which by the way is a crime, the reason it's a crime is I can make a tremendous profit benefiting from the fact that I have information that I'm not sharing with others. It causes economic inefficiency because some people can act on it and many others cannot act on it. Milton Friedman, the famous economist, said, information is an economic resource and economic freedom, meaning when everyone has equal access to full information, economic freedom is connected to political freedom. Because when there's a lack of economic freedom, when a few have information that they do not share with others, that means that a few can profit from that uh, closely shared information, and that means they have the opportunity to exploit others for their own benefit, which leads eventually to political inequality and, in its most extreme form, political slavery. That's Friedman's theory. What is Yosef's plan? So Yosef's plan is in two parts. Number one, Yosef says to Paro, this is last week's Parsha, seven years of plenty will be followed by seven years of famine. Yosef says, All of the extra food that everyone is growing privately, all of that should be gathered by Paro into Paro's royal storehouses. In other words, Yosef suggests the nationalization of private property. Yosef tells Paro, we're going to nationalize the agricultural industry. It all belongs to Paro. Paro takes it into his storehouses. And the second component of Yosef's plan is this information that the seven years of plenty is a forerunner to the seven years of famine. We're going to keep it secret. We're not going to tell anybody. You see that this is the case because later in last week's Parsha, at the very beginning of the famine, the very beginning of the famine, the Torah says, Vatir av kol eret Mitzrayim, the entire land of, Is, of, of Egypt was hungry because the famine had started. Vayitzak ha'am el paro lelechem. And the entire nation cried out to Paro for bread. What do you mean? This is the beginning of the seven years of famine. They just finished seven years of plenty. You're telling me nobody saved anything from the years of plenty, even for the beginning? One thing to say they didn't save enough. Okay, nobody saves enough. But that they didn't save anything, that they were, had no bread even at the beginning, it could only be true if they didn't know it was coming. They didn't know it was coming. And therefore... During the seven years of plenty, they figured, this is a windfall. We'll enjoy ourselves. Maybe it's going to be like this forever. And nobody saved anything because Yosef's plan was that what was going to happen would be kept secret from the people. We see the consequence of Yosef's plan in our Parsha. 
I'm skipping over all the part about the brothers and Yaakov and revealing himself. I'm leaving that to the side for another discussion. I'm just, for now, just talking about the economics of it. In our Parsha, Parsha's Vayigash, first the Torah describes the first year of the famine. There was no bread in all of Egypt because the famine was very strong. And Yosef had collected all of the food. So everyone came to buy food from Yosef. That's the entire nation of Egypt came to buy food. Very quickly, very quickly, Yosef had all of the money. Not only did he have all the food, but he now had all of the money. When people ran out of money, they said, but we still need food. Why should we die? Yosef said, bring me your possessions, your flocks. They brought their flocks and they brought their animals and they sold them to Yosef for food. So now Yosef has all the food. He has all the money. He has all the possessions. That's the end of the first year of the famine. In the second year of the famine, everyone sold their land to Yosef for food until finally everyone sold themselves to Yosef as slaves for food to be able to survive. And the Torah says an amazing thing. By Yiken Yosef as called Admas Mitzrayim the Paro, Yosef gathered for Paro all the money, all the possessions, and all the land. Paro now owned all of Egypt. Kimachru Mitzrayim Ish Sadeu, because everyone sold everything they had back to Paro for food, including their land. Ki Chazak Alem Harav. The land belonged to Paro. Yosef arranged a population transfer. He moved everybody. Wherever you lived, he moved you to the other side of the country. Because it did, the land didn't belong to you anymore. He wanted people to remember. It doesn't belong to you anymore. You're now a sharecropper for me. So, did Yosef's plan work? Yes and no. Yes, people did not starve. But the question is, at what cost? Well, at the cost of everything they owned, including their own freedom. At the cost of creation of a totalitarian state with one supreme leader in complete control. Paro now could do whatever he wanted. He had all of the power. No one could disagree with him. He literally owned everything and everyone. And we will see in a couple of weeks when we get to the Parsha how the Jews suffer under that form of government. And once you have that type of authoritarian government, 
with total control over its population, it's very, very difficult to unseat that government. The only way to do it is with a revolution. Something like, I don't know, God coming in and taking the Jewish people out of Egypt. Because without God, there is no way that it would have happened. Well, one thing you see for sure, and that is, if this is God's plan, and that's how God wanted it to work, so be it, that's God's plan. But if it was Yosef's plan, there was an alternative. What Yosef could have done is, he could have shared the information at the very beginning. What would have happened? Well, some people, knowing that the years of plenty were to be followed by seven years of famine, some people would have saved the extra food. Probably not everybody. Maybe not even a majority. I don't have no way of knowing. But certainly some substantial number would have saved for themselves. Which means that the reliance on Paro for food would not have been total. It would not have been 100%. Something less than 100%. Which means that Paro would not have become a completely autocratic leader as a result of this. Yosef's plan benefited Paro. It did not benefit Egypt. And it certainly did not benefit the next generation of the Jewish people. In any event, it does demonstrate the truth of Milton Friedman's theory and that is that economic freedom is connected to political freedom. And information is an economic resource. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.